They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 5 of Soul Food titled Wisdom. And in this episode, we're going to cover the counsel, the advice of Sayyiduna Luqman alayhi salam, known as Luqman the Wise. And these are verses from the Qur'an where Sayyidina Luqman, who was one of the righteous, he gives some advice to his son. So Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas, he gives us this advice as well, which is found directly in the Qur'an. So in this episode, we're going to look at the importance of believing in God's oneness. We're going to look at prayer as a foundation for the believer. And then finally, the way that that manifests and translates into dignified composure. So then the author says, I will now recite to you that which the most merciful recited on the tongue of one of his siddiqeen. The siddiqeen are the highest levels of righteousness after the prophets and messengers, Luqman alayhi salam, in that which he advised his son. He said, O oh my son, do not associate partners with Allah, for associating partners with him is truly a terrible wrong. And the scholars of tafsir, they say that it's a terrible wrong because a person equates the one who gives all blessings with something or someone that has never given any blessings and in reality is in need of Allah to give it blessings as well. In other words, everything in creation is dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the only way that anything in creation receives anything is from Allah. So it's equating something that is completely in need with the one who provides for that thing and is free of all need subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is really the greatest error. It is the inversion of reality in the worst kind of way, which is known as shirk. One of the commentators also said that shirk, this associating partners with Allah, the reason it is so evil, the reason it's so damaging, the reason it's not forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is that shirk, this associating partners with Allah, this really warped understanding of reality, is a darkness in the heart. Whereas sins, when a person is a believer, but then they make mistakes and they engage in actions that are not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is wrong, but not as wrong, sins are a darkness in the nafs. So the darkness in the nafs has a possibility of being forgiven, though we shouldn't just rely on that, has a possibility of being forgiven. But the darkness in the heart has no chance for forgiveness. And this shirk is the only sin that's a darkness in the heart because it is completely destroying the fitrah and the understanding of reality at the most fundamental level. So then Sayyidina Luqman alayhi salam, 
he continues on after the first piece of advice given to his son is not to associate any partners with Allah. In other words, have the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recognize the one who has given you every blessing, the one who is, has all the attributes of perfection and majesty and beauty subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who brought into existence and created everything from nothing subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who has no beginning and the one without end, Jalla Jalalu, the one who everything is in need of and is free of all need. Establish that belief in him and the worship of him and then you build from there. So then he continues on and he says, Oh my son, even if a deed were the weight of a mustard seed, mustard seeds are very tiny, even if a deed were the weight of a mustard seed and if it was hidden in a rock or in the heavens or the earth, in other words, it was hidden anywhere, Allah will bring it forth. Surely Allah is most subtle, all aware. And this means that even if a person thinks that a sin is so tiny, that it's insignificant, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran on the tongue of Sayyidina Luqman, that Allah is going to bring that forth, that nothing escapes from his knowledge and we can hide nothing from him subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore we should never underestimate any kind of sin. If someone says it's so tiny, it's not harming anyone, if it is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed is not permissible, don't ever risk it, no matter what. And Allah will bring it forth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Kahf that people will say, مَا لِهَذَا الْكِتَابِ لَا يُغَادِرُ صَغِيرَةً وَلَا كَبِيرَةً إِلَّا أَحْصَاهَا what is it about this book of deeds that it has captured every large and tiny action that nothing has escaped the record in this book that people will say that on the day of resurrection so we have to be careful. And this is the advice that Sayyidina Luqman salam is giving his son that once you establish that oneness then do not commit any sin no matter how small a person might think it is Allah will bring it forth and that we have to have a heart that is alive and that witnesses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's nearness to us and knows that he sees us in public and in private. When the Prophet sallallahu was asked about ihsan, this excellence, this spiritual excellence that occurs in the heart and the soul, the Prophet sallallahu said, أَن تَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَاهُ that you worship Allah as though you are seeing Him. And even if you do not see Him, He nevertheless sees you. That you're aware of that. right? So this is the life of the heart. That brings us to the next piece of advice where He establishes the foundation for His Son and for all of us. And that foundation is prayer. He goes on to say, Oh my Son, establish the prayer. Encourage what is good and forbid what is evil and endure patiently whatever befalls you. Surely this is a resolve to aspire to. It's so beautiful. The prayer, encouraging good and forbidding what is evil and wrong and enduring patiently whatever befalls you. You can really see it's beautiful that this is from the Quran first and foremost and that Habib Ali bin Hassan al-Attas in this book, 
He's really giving us counsels that are so rich and deep in meaning. And it shows us how we have to really ponder and contemplate and study deeply the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in this next point, he's showing us that we have to be consistent in our prayer and that you should perfect your prayer and that is your responsibility to yourself. That this prayer is the pillar of the religion and it is something that you owe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that we also need to exercise and engage in so that we learn to love the salah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَجُعِلَتْ قُرَّةُ عَيْنِي فِي الصَّلَاةِ And the coolness of my eye, the joy of my heart was placed in the prayer. In other words, Allah made the most beloved thing to me in this life, the prayer. So we as his followers and people who are aspiring to having the highest levels of nearness to Allah and belovedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one of the things that we do is we learn to love the salah and that we taste its sweetness. The next point after that, the salah, which is your responsibility to yourself, is encouraging what is good and forbidding what is evil. And that's your responsibility to others, is that you want good for them. What does it mean to encourage what is good and forbid what is evil? Is that you advise others with love and with gentleness and that you want them to be guided, you want them to be successful, you want them to find the truth, and you want them not to harm themselves in various ways. So you can't be someone, we're not selfish. The spiritual path, the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this religion, it's not for a select few. It's meant to be for everybody. So you don't just find the truth and benefit from it and then say, you know, it's mine. I don't want anyone else to know about it. Well, if it's the truth, then it's for everyone. And there's a story of a righteous man which really highlights this point that you can't just keep it to yourself and if someone keeps it to themselves, then that's a sign that they're insincere, that something's wrong. So this righteous man, he lived in a town full of disbelievers. He was the only believer, and he would always engage in worship and so forth. Finally, this town and these people were deserving of punishment. So Allah sent the angels down to destroy them. And the angels then said to Allah, they said, Oh Allah, there is a righteous man among them. Even though the people in this town are bad people, there's a righteous man there. So should we spare them? Should we withhold the punishment from them? And they thought that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would do that. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, destroy him first. If when you start with the punishment, punish him first. And you have to pause for a second and say, whoa, why does he get the punishment first despite the fact that he's righteous? And it seems intense, but the reason is is because that man had the truth and he didn't care about anyone else in his town. That he didn't care that they were guided. He didn't share what is pleasing to Allah. He didn't care for their salvation or at least he didn't put an effort into that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, start with him. So when a person does what is good and encourages what is good, and forbids what is evil after this establishment of the prayer, the next natural consequence is that people are going to oppose them and harm them. Which is why Sayyidina Luqman السلام, he tells his son, and endure patiently whatever befalls you. 
So then when you establish the prayer and you call to what is good and forbid what is evil, people are going to oppose you and you have to endure patiently. And that patience is one of the most core and central pillars of the spiritual path. So you start to see how all of these things are interconnected in a really beautiful way. Your prayer and your connection directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and encouraging good and forbidding what is evil and patiently persevering in that. And then finally, the last piece of advice that Al-Habib Ali bin Hassan Al-Attas gives in this section is when Sayyidina Luqman says to his son, and do not turn your nose up at people nor walk pridefully upon the earth. Surely Allah does not like whoever is arrogant and boastful. Be moderate in your pace and lower your voice, for the ugliest of all voices is certainly the braying of donkeys. So then after that, patiently enduring, the advice is to have beautiful character. Do not be of those who turn their noses up at others and walk pridefully and think that they're better than other people. Because one of the challenges, one of the dangers is that a person, they establish their prayer, they call people to what is good, and if they're able to patiently bear, then they're still at risk of thinking that they're better than others. So then he says, do not turn your nose up at people and do not walk pridefully. People who have committed themselves to the highest degree of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their hearts, when they become purified, they carry themselves with humility, with tranquility, with composure, with dignity. And this is the result of a heart that is full of the awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a heart witnesses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's majesty, there's no more room for arrogance. There's no more room for pride and to think that one is better than others. But rather, the person is moderate in their pace. They lower their voice out of humility and they do not raise their voices the way that sounds like the braying of donkeys. So that brings us to the call to action. The next time that you pray, focus on Allah's awareness of you. Really witness in your heart that you are standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he has complete knowledge of everything that's in your heart and strengthen that witnessing of him subhanahu wa ta'ala, then focus on each consecutive advice of Sayyidina Luqman alayhi salam, which continues to build upon that belief in him and reverence of his majesty. And then you will witness, inshaAllah ta'ala, may Allah grant all of us that, myself and you all, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala, that when you truly pray, when you access the reality of the prayer, the outward form and the inward reality together as Allah wills, then it purifies you. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these nights of Ramadan that he opens the gates of his mercy and generosity and grace and blessings and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the best of what he gives his righteous servants in goodness and gentleness and afiyah, comprehensive well-being in our life in this world and in our deen and in the hereafter. وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm 
where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.